BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, Ben Ferguson with you as well. And we have a lot to talk about on this episode, including Zelensky coming to Washington, begging for more money. That involves Ukraine funding, which involves funding at the border, which involves funding with Israel. And if that's not enough for you, we also have an update on impeachment moving its way through the House. Senator, let's go back to the, the very beginning, and it was a wild day on Capitol Hill. You've got Zelensky who comes to town. He's asking for money. The, the, the thread that we've seen of, of kind of headlines here from the Democrats is you must stand with them no matter what forever in, in perpetuity. Amen. And you can't ask questions about where the money's going or transparency. We've just got to write them this blank check. And how dare you Republicans tie this to border security. Give me your initial reaction to that. Well, Zelensky's coming to Washington yesterday was designed. Uh, it, it, it's a manifestation of the Democrats not living in reality. Chuck Schumer does not believe that Republicans are serious about securing the border. He's in absolute denial. And I got to say, the supplemental bill on Ukraine, the border and Israel the entire thing is in a stalemate. And, and, and I think it is very possible this thing will not pass for a long time because Schumer and the Democrats, they're living in an alternate reality and, and they're just assuming Republicans will cave. Now, sadly, that is a reasonable assumption in a lot of instances. Senate Republicans in particular are, are pretty quick to cave. I, I don't think that's going to happen in this instance. And, and Schumer and the Democrats don't believe it. And, and so... Zelensky came this week to Washington because they're trying to bludgeon Republicans into saying Ukraine really, really, really needs the money rather than look, there have been a lot of Republicans. House Republicans have made very clear there will be no Ukraine bill without serious, strong border security. And right now the Democrats are saying we won't do border security, but give us the Ukraine money anyway. That ain't going anywhere. Yeah, it was also something that the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, referred to. He said, look, they basically went silent when, when referring to negotiations with, with Republicans 
on this U.S. border security package. Take a listen to what he had to say uh, on Fox News. Significant steps that are happening, negotiations still going on uh, with Secretary Mayorkas and others in the administration about changes. Uh, well, I hope so. Uh, look, I've been crystal clear about this. You know, if we're going to have a national security package of spending, national security begins at our own border. This is about our own sovereignty. Um, it, that these are policy changes that could be easily made, uh, but the White House has been very reluctant. Uh, they, they really went silent on us uh, all of this time. Now, I've been the speaker for a little over six weeks, almost seven weeks, and since the day I, I was handed the gavel, I've been saying that this was the condition, uh, that we had to do this first. And, and we passed H.R. 2, the House passed our bill six months ago. It's been sitting on the desk of Chuck Schumer ever since. They've not taken us seriously, and here we are at the end of the year, and now they're saying we've run out of time. It's not the House's fault. It's yeah, here is uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell on the timing of all this. Take a listen. They're leaving at the end of the week, so all I have said is practically impossible, even though we reach an agreement to craft it, get it through the Senate, get it through the House before Christmas. That doesn't mean it's not important. And even though we've been emphasizing the border, I want to remind everybody of the importance of Ukraine. So just logistically, is it, would you send the House home and then call them back if there's a deal or just punt everything to January? Um, look, the House will do its work if there was a deal, but it has not materialized. And as of tonight, uh, they have given us the cold shoulders. So they're ignoring this, uh, wh what I believe is the top priority of the American people. It doesn't matter where I've been in the country over the last few weeks, Brett, uh, whether I'm in New York or the s southeast or out west, they all say the same thing. They're deeply concerned about what's happening. We had 12,000 people come over that border one day last week on Wednesday. If you look at the statistics from October, November, and so far in December, more people have crossed that border illegally since any entire year during the Obama administration. It is not a sustainable situation. It is uh, harming our country in ways that are uh, hard to describe, and we have to get on top. So what's so so? Here's my question. You you hear the Senate Majority Leader there, obviously Mitch McConnell, and playing like, hey, there's no deal. So if they think this is going to get done before Christmas. That's just not reality. Then you have the speaker saying the White House went silent on us on border package. And he said the policy change is easily made, but the White House has been very reluctant to do this. So read us in behind the scenes. Why is it this much of a hell-bent answer from the Democrats not to secure a southern border, knowing these numbers? You talked about 12,000 coming across just last Wednesday alone. Because the Democrats right now are in a state of denial. Uh, let's rewind a couple of weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we had a classified briefing in the Senate, had every senator in there. It was on Ukraine. It, it had the Secretary of State. It had the Secretary of Defense. It, it had the intelligence agencies there. And the entire purpose of the briefing was to say, Ukraine really, really, really needs the money. Now, on the Republican side, the Republican position for a long time has been this bill will not move without real border security. And so right at the outset, when we got to the questions, most of the briefing is questions from the senators. Republicans began to make clear, all right, well, where are we on border security? And, and Chuck Schumer, what happened is, is something I've never seen before. There was a screaming match down in the skiff, down in the secure facility where we're having the classified briefing, where senators are screaming at the top of their lungs at each other. And several senators stormed out. I've never seen that. And what precipitated it 
is Schumer sat back and crossed his arms and he was defiant. He was like, no, we are not doing border security. This is not a part of it. It's not going to happen. That's not what this briefing is about. And we're not even going to talk about it. And a whole lot of Republicans got pissed. Now, that was the defiance two weeks ago. And, and, and Schumer bizarrely believes that that is a, a reasonable and viable negotiating position. Now, last week, David Cameron was in town. David Cameron, you'll remember, was the former prime minister of the United Kingdom. Yeah. He's, now, he's now the foreign minister of the United Kingdom. So he's, he's back in the government. This time he's foreign minister instead of prime minister. And so he came to Washington, D.C., and often when you have heads of state or senior officials from, from foreign countries, they will sit down and meet for coffee with, with the members of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. And so I'm, I'm on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and so I went to that coffee. And so we're sitting. It, it, it's in a very cool, it's a ceremonial room in the Capitol that is the Foreign Relations Committee room. And, and, and we have it there. They, they put a tablecloth on this, this table that's, you know, 100 plus years old. And they serve tea in China. It's, it, it, it's kind of very old school. And you sit around talking with the head of state, or in this case, the, the British foreign minister. And he was there talking about Ukraine. He, he was part of the lobbying effort to say, you got to give money to Ukraine. You got to give money to Ukraine. And, and, and I, got, I got to the coffee a few minutes late. So I was near the end of the order of the, the, the senators who, who were commenting or speaking. And so I heard senator after senator, mostly Democrats, just saying everything is wonderful and peachy keen and we're going to vote out more Ukraine funding and it's going to happen. And, and, and at one point, Bob Menendez, Democrat from New Jersey, he was talking about, uh, he mentioned the border briefly and he said, look, the border, the, the problem there is there's a lot of poverty in Latin America and that's really, we're never going to fix this until, until we cure poverty in, in Central and South America. So that's what we need to do is, is make them rich com- countries and we won't have that problem. So it got to me. And, and, and I said, said to Cameron, I said, listen, number one, it's not your job to try to resolve our border security problems. You're here representing the government of the United Kingdom. However, you should know, because you have a distinct interest in knowing this, that right now this Ukraine bill is going nowhere. It is dead. And the reason you just heard, you just heard a bunch of Democrats blowing smoke up your rear end. They're just telling you everything is fine. And so I actually relayed the story to Cameron about what had happened the preceding week in the classified briefing where Schumer had defiantly said, we'll do nothing. And people had screamed and stormed out. And I said, I said to Cameron, listen, I don't know what is wrong with my Democrat colleagues. But number one, the chances of a bill that funds Ukraine and doesn't secure the border, the chances of that passing the House are 0.00%. There is no way, Mike Johnson's been saying that from the day he became Speaker. Zero chance. And, and Schumer and the Democrats are just in complete denial. And I said, let me be clear. I think the chances are exceptionally slim. It would pass the Senate. I can tell you the Senate Republican Conference is as unified on this issue as I've ever seen it. You played a minute ago the clip from Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell may be the biggest Ukraine hawk among the Republicans. He wants to fund Ukraine. And and even Mitch is holding firm on this. We don't have any defectors on the Republican side. And the bizarre thing is, Schumer is just in 
utter denial, and the other Democrats are as well. And by the way, I pointed out, you know, Menendez said, well, gosh, it's just poverty in Latin America. I said, with all due respect to what Bob said, you know what? There's been poverty in Latin America a long time. That's not the cause of this crisis. When Biden came into power, he inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. You know what? There was poverty in Latin America then, too. The reason for the crisis is Joe Biden and his administration refused to follow the law. They've implemented catch and release, and the numbers have skyrocketed. 9.6 million illegal aliens have crossed under Joe Biden. And what I said at this, this coffee with the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, I said, listen, Eric Adams, the liberal Democrat mayor of New York City, says that 110,000 illegal immigrants in New York City are a crisis and they are destroying New York City. Now, he's right about that. Yeah. But if 110,000 are doing that to New York City, what in the hell do you think 9.6 million are doing to Texas and the other states on the southern border? And so I made that point to Cameron. And the bizarre thing is, listen, I had multiple conversations with my Democrat colleagues today. They still believe, oh, we'll reach a deal on this. You know, just some reasonable compromise. You know, one one Democrat senator suggested to me, well, well, maybe the White House will agree to reinstate Title 42. Well, no, forget it. That is not when Title 42 is, was in place. We still had the worst illegal immigration in history. And they got what Title 42 what that was, because some of you may not remember. So Title 42 was a law that allowed uh individuals to be sent back because of covid and and so it was the one area where biden was not practicing catch and release where there was some limited deportation and then they ended title 42 and they decided okay everyone gets to stay basically um the problem that goes right to the heart of this why do we have a border crisis three words catch and release Joe Biden unilaterally ended the Remain in Mexico agreement and began when people got apprehended, they released them. As long as we do catch and release, the border will not be secure. And by the way, you could build a hundred foot tall wall and put 10 million troops on the southern border. If you did catch and release, you'd still have a border crisis. Why? Because when the people crossed and turned themselves into the 10 million soldiers, Joe Biden would then release them. So they'd keep coming. It doesn't matter how many Border Patrol agents or how, how much military you have if the administration releases whoever they apprehend, because as long as that happens, more and more and more keep coming. New Year's is coming, and you don't have to wait until New Year's to get on with your New Year's resolutions. Yeah, you can get a head start. Why wait till January the 1st when right now you can do what I and many others did this last year? Boost your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days with the male vitality stack from our friends at Chalk. Now, the patriots of Chalk are here helping real men just like you take back your right to proudly maximize your masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. So get rid of that weakness and complacency. Maybe you want to work out. Maybe you want to go running. Maybe you want to play sports and you just feel like you're not yourself anymore. Well, you can fix that with the male vitality stack. Manufactured right here in the U.S. of A. Chalk's natural herbal supplements are clinically proven to have game-changing effects on your energy, your focus, your mood. So check them out. Go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Use promo code BEN. You'll get 35% off 
for life at chalkchoq.com. Plus, they will deliver on a schedule so you never have to worry about not having that male vitality stack when you need it. Choq.com. That's Choq.com. Promo code Ben for 35% off. You know, something else that's interesting, Senator, about what you were just talking about with the Democrats and, and them not understanding the reality of the situation is there was Senator Raphael Warnock. He went on MSNBC and made it very clear that he said, you know, this is the Republicans' fault. This is Republicans not willing to support Ukraine. Uh, and cynically, he called it using the border issue. I want you to hear two things here that made me laugh. One, the hysterical bowing down to Warnock introduction. I can't not play it. Uh, and that just made me laugh. Welcome to MSNBC, right? Uh, and then the second thing is, is him trying to go on offense against Republicans with a terrible argument. Take a listen. It's helpful to have a pastor around, even better if they're also a senator. And joining me now is Senator and Reverend Raphael Warnock of Georgia, senior pastor at Dr. King's Church, Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. Uh, happy holidays in advance. Merry Christmas in advance. Happy holidays. Great to be with you. Thank you. It is good to you see, see you. You see something's taking the preacher's voice, but I'll do my best. That's okay. Look, a preacher can always find their voice. That's one thing I know about a pastor. But let, let's talk about all of the. Uh, let's go through a few of the other things. I want to start with Ukraine. In the House, as well as some in the United States Senate, there is this resistance to providing funding for Ukraine, which is still suffering uh, this attack from Russia, trying to trade things like border, a border policy, border security for funding. Uh, J.D. Vance saying basically that Ukraine should seed land and cut a deal. What in the world is going on on the other side of the aisle? That's a very good question. I'll, I'll tell you that this is politics in the worst sense of the word. Uh, there is no replacement for American leadership in the world. Uh, I have uh, had occasion now on a few uh, opportunities to uh, hear President Zelensky, to meet him. And I think he's just a very impressive person who is standing up in a critical moment, not only for his country, but in terms of the world order. And um, it's unfortunate that I've got colleagues who are reducing such an important geopolitical crisis uh, to typical political horse trading. Uh, look, there are issues at the border and they need to be addressed. I, for one, am open to any reasonable bipartisan proposal uh, that will get there on the way to what we really need is comprehensive immigration reform. But this is one of the most fraught issues in our political system. And so, unfortunately, not everybody, not all the Republicans, but on the other side, you have some Republicans who are not willing to support Ukraine no matter what. Yeah. And so they're just using this issue of the border, which is very serious, uh, in the most uh, cynical uh, way. I hope that at the end of the day, cooler heads will prevail. Um, certainly, we don't want to see American soldiers on the ground uh, as Putin continues his aggressive move across Europe. I, I think uh, it, it, it only makes sense for us to support our friends in Ukraine. Yeah. By, by the way, I, I just have to go to the very end part there when he says, well, it's almost like a weird threat. And this is like the third or fourth time I've heard this this week from Democrats. Well, if you guys don't give the funding, you may see American troops over there. So you should really give this funding, because if you don't, then it's your fault that we have to send American troops. That is the most messed up negotiating I've ever seen from Democrats. And I've seen a lot of pretty crappy stuff. You've seen more being in Washington Center. But that's a whole nother level of vile politics that I just don't, I, I can't believe they're even trying it. 
Well, look, you got to understand that, that those comments that, that, that Raphael Warnock made were, were filled with hypocrisy and, and sadly with dishonesty. Uh, you know, it started right at the beginning by emphasizing that he's a pastor. It's true, although I'll tell you, I've never seen a pastor that refuses to say Merry Christmas, that he insists on saying Happy Holidays, because it turns out more important than being a pastor is he's a Democrat, and, and, and Merry Christmas is not allowed for Democrats to say. But, but, but then when he gets into the substance, he, he, he gets very moralistic about American leadership on Ukraine. You, you know what Raphael Warnock didn't mention? That it was Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer that caused the war in Ukraine when they refused to vote in favor of my sanctions to sanction Nord Stream 2. I had shut down Nord Stream 2. I had passed legislation that shut it down. And on the day of the vote, Joe Biden came personally to Capitol Hill and lobbied the Democrat senators. Now, actually, Raphael Warnock voted with me. But 44 Democrats flipped their votes at Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer's behest and voted in favor of Russia and Putin and against sanctioning the pipeline. And weeks later, Russia invaded Ukraine. So he admitted no responsibility for his own party in causing this war. He also admitted no responsibility of the Biden administration for funding both sides of this war, for sending billions of dollars to Iran that is used to make drones that Russia is using to kill Ukrainian soldiers, that right now Biden is literally funding both sides of the war. He admits no fault there. Instead, he moralizes. And he says on the border he's open to reasonable, quote, bipartisan solutions. Well, baloney. Raphael Warnock and the rest of the Democrats have voted every single time over and over and over again in favor of open borders against anything to secure the border. They have not budged even once. And, and I will say I will invite Raphael, I will invite any of my Democratic colleagues, come with me to the border. See the dead bodies that Texas farmers and ranchers find every day. Look in the eyes of the children who are being sexually assaulted and brutalized by the human traffickers. Look in the eyes of the women who've been violently raped. Look in the eyes of the parents who've had kids who they've lost to fentanyl and drug overdoses because of the drug traffickers. This is an existential crisis. And you hear him saying, well, it's just playing politics. Listen. The position of Republicans, quite reasonably, is that we're not going to focus on securing Ukraine's border until we secure our own border. Because right now, Joe Biden and the Democrats, led by Chuck Schumer, have an open invitation to Hamas and Hezbollah terrorists to cross our southern border. And Ben, we are living on borrowed time. I, I, I think it is only a matter of time before we see, tragically, another major terrorist attack because this administration is doing nothing to prevent terrorists from coming in, and they've sat by and, and allowed 9.6 million to come into this country. You know, the, the other day, and, and this is in the clip we played a moment ago, there was, I think it was, what do you say, 12,000, 13,000 legal immigrants that came off, uh, across the border? 12,000 in one day. Yeah, on Wednesday. It, when you have 12,000 people coming across the border in one day, terrorists are not stupid. They understand that that means there's a very good chance that you'll be able to get terrorists in because a lot of the 12,000 are people that want to be are turning themselves into the U.S. Yep. government because of all the free stuff they get. They're not afraid of Border Patrol. They're yeah, seeking yeah, and, them out. And, and, and Ben, that 12,000 doesn't include the Godaway. So as concerning as the 12,000 is, the number that is more concerning are the Godaways or the people that run 
Those are the ones that are likely to be the criminals, that are likely to be the terrorists, that are on the terror watch list, that that, 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 are the re, that are the gang members. Those are the ones that are really dangerous, and we have no idea. What we do know, and what, what this podcast has covered, is the Border Patrol agents have been instructed to be on guard for Hamas and Hezbollah terrorists coming in. What we do know is Chris Ray. The, the director of the FBI has suddenly discovered that there's a, a risk at our southern border, and, and his testimony in Congress has changed dramatically uh, in, in, in recent months about the risk of terrorism for the southern border. And, and the only reasonable explanation for that is the FBI is, is seeing more and more that has them worried about what's coming because this, this administration won't secure the border. For more than 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They stand behind their values and they stand behind exceptional service. They're an example of putting the cause ahead of profit. And that is why I am proud to partner with them. Starting today, Patriot Mobile is extending their Black Friday deal with the Every Friday Matters deal. And you can get a free smartphone when you switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the radical left. Now, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, our veterans and first responders. And more than just that, they are actually a 100% U.S.-based company with customer service teams that make switching easy. So you can keep your same number you have right now. You can keep your existing phone or, for a limited time, get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code FRIDAY76. That's FRIDAY76. Again, get a free smartphone with promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me. Make the switch today at PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. Senator, I also want to play something else, and this goes back to the issue you were talking about with border security. And there was one Democrat uh, that, that it actually made me laugh. He was on CNN. They were talking about that, that at the bottom of the screen. It said Russia's war in Ukraine. Zelensky in Washington to ask for more aid. And they had on a, a House Democrat. Uh, by the name of Representative Moulton. And he was actually telling a lot of truth about the Democrats and what their real objective is. And there's words I want everybody to listen for here. I, I want you to listen to how he talks about a pathway to citizenship and how he loves the number of illegal immigrants coming across our border. And he's saying, look, I'm not willing to to give that up just to give funding to Ukraine, which the Republicans are demanding. Take a listen. It's to hear from President Zelensky today say that the uh, Ukrainian economy has grown 5% this year, this after now its second year in brutal war um, with Russia. That obviously sending a message to lawmakers here that their help has been uh, effective and warranted and welcomed. You know, we talk a lot about Republicans not wanting to continue um, funding Ukraine, at least without getting something in return. The president making clear last week that he is willing to negotiate on border security and take that issue seriously with more investments. How is that sitting with some members of your own party who may be worried, as has been reported, that he's conceding too much on this front? 
Well, well, here's the concern. I think there are a lot of members of my Democratic Party that recognize we have to do more on the border, that we need to strengthen the border. But we don't want to scuttle what we fundamentally need when it comes to immigration policy in the United States, which is a full immigration deal, a deal that not only includes what Republicans want, which is increased border security, but also what Democrats want, which is a pathway to citizenship, uh, some hope for all the kids, for example, who were brought here years ago by their parents and yet are sitting in legal limbo through no fault of their own. They go to American schools, they participate in the American economy, and yet they're not technically legal citizens. The vast majority of Americans, Republicans and Democrats, want a fix for that problem as well, but Republicans in Congress aren't willing to do it unless it's paired with border security. So the concern is that if the president bargains away what the Republicans want on border security just to get aid on Ukraine, then it imperils the chances of what we really need on immigration, which is full comprehensive reforms. And a reminder for our viewers, this isn't just about aid to Ukraine. Obviously, this bill includes funding for Israel and Taiwan as well. I mean, you you just got to laugh. Like, it's like, all right, well, at least that guy was willing to tell you the truth. This is all about pathways to citizenship. Oh, and then we'll get to the issue of funding for Israel at the very end of the conversation, which, by the way, you and I need to talk about in, in, in length in a second. But get, give me your reaction to this. I mean, this is at least a Democrat saying, yeah, we're all in favor of illegals coming across the border at these rates, and we need to give them a pathway to citizenship, and we're willing to make a trade on that. You know, there's an old line that a gaffe is when a politician tells the truth in Washington. And, and he just let the cat out of the bag. It's interesting. He says, well, it's Republicans that want to secure the border. Not us. Not us Democrats. You know, Democrats occasionally claim they do. In fact, you just played Warnock claiming he did. But but Bolton is admitting, no, we don't care about that. We don't care about that at all. What do we care about? Amnesty. What do we care about? A path to citizenship. What do we care about? Turning every illegal alien we can into a Democrat voter. It's only politics. You know, what's striking, Seth Bolton is someone who holds himself out as one of the more moderate Democrats. So he, he typically is not lumped in with the crazies on the left. And even a so-called moderate Democrat, he's like, we don't care about border security. And by the way, he says he wants hope for the kids. Well, what about hope for the little boys and the little girls who are being brutalized, who are being sexually assaulted today, right now, today? There are children being assaulted by human traffickers. The Democrats literally, Ben, do not care. Why? There's a political objective. What do they care about? They want citizenship. And if a bunch of children have to be violated, that is a perfectly acceptable price. It is cynical. It is cruel. It, it is evil. And, and, and I've seen too many of these kids. I've looked in their eyes. I talked about on Verdict the last time we were down there, the 10-year-old girl that had an adult man who claimed to be her father and obviously wasn't. And, and when you've seen children being abused day after day, you can't turn a blind eye to it. The entire Democrat Party, that is their position, and they're simply in denial. And right at the end, the CNN host, I loved it, threw it, threw it. Well, don't forget, this is also about Israel funding, without mentioning, because, of course, CNN, they're not actual journalists. They are propagandists. They are propagandists for the left wing of the Democrat Party. You know what she didn't mention? The House of Representatives passed funding for Israel, separate, completely separate from this. And the Senate, as we talked about in length on, on verdict on a previous podcast, I and several other senators forced a vote on the Senate floor to pass Israel funding separate from all of this. 
And every single Democrat voted no. Chuck Schumer whipped against military funding for Israel. And by the way, he did this after several Democrat senators had just come from the National Mall on the March for Israel. They went and walked onto the Senate floor and voted against military funding for Israel. And you know part of why they did that? Because they knew the useful idiots at CNN and at the Washington Post and the New York Times would not report on it. They would tell nobody. So yes, it is true we don't have military aid to Israel that has passed yet, and the reason is Chuck Schumer and the Democrats blocked it. And if they hadn't, that bill would have been on Joe Biden's desk weeks ago. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head and Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Let's talk about that Israeli funding, because this is really important. Obviously, as you mentioned, Democrats said hell no to it. No one, not a single Democrat would go with you guys. What does it look like now moving forward? And how desperate uh, is the need from Israel at this point? It's amazing that Democrats are going all in with Ukraine and the corruption there, asking no questions. Whereas in Israel, there's none of those questions that need to be asked. And, and, and there's transparency. And we know what's going on. And yet there's saying ah, not so much and even the white house now is starting to distance themselves from israel changing their tune a little bit over the last couple of days which is is what i expected but it's also incredibly disheartening well look the, the one word i disagree with that you said there is you said even the white house listen we've outlined at length on this podcast how how this white house is the most anti-israel white house we've ever had yeah, and good Joe, point. And Joe Biden and this White House have been undermining Israel from the day Biden was sworn in as president repeatedly. And we've outlined from the very first minutes of this attack on October 7th, this White House has been undermining Israel, has been urging Israel, do not retaliate, do not attack Hamas, do not kill the terrorists. 
from day one. The State Department, the State Department literally tweeted that out on the night of October 7th, while people were still being murdered, while women and children were being raped. The State Department is tweeting out, Israel, do not respond militarily, do not kill the terrorist. And so, yes, you're right. The White House doesn't really care about the Israel funding. In fact, we know they don't, because if they cared about it, we'd pass it as a freestanding bill. It has the votes to pass as a freestanding bill. But their only interest on Israel funding is to use it as a sweetener to try to convince Republicans to fund the rest of the Democrats' priorities. And, and I think that's incredibly cynical. I think it's wrong. And, and their focus is on Ukraine, but it's interesting if you want to take away from what we've seen over the last six weeks in Washington, it's that the Democrats are much, much more committed to open borders than they are to the war in Ukraine. And they're willing to abandon funding for Ukraine in order to keep the tragedy of open borders at our southern border. That is a higher priority for them. And it's incredibly revealing because they, they self-righteously claim otherwise. And, and, and look, you look at why Zelensky came this week. It's Chuck Schumer trying to browbeat Republicans into saying, give us what we want, even though we will do nothing on the border. And, and I think that has zero chance of success. Let me talk to you about your IRA and your 401k. It has been a crazy uh, year with our economy. It's been a crazy year on Wall Street. And if you are in retirement or getting close to retirement planning for it, then you know the stress uh, of, of what happens when you see those dollars disappear and you know that there's not a lot of time left to make up those losses. That is where people turn to gold to help diversify their portfolio. Now, there are a lot of companies that sell gold. The one that I use is Augusta Precious Metals because they help me protect my retirement, they help me diversify, and they answer all of my questions and have a plan that's right just for me. Now, here's the other thing about Augusta Precious Metals. They do a one-on-one web conference with each and every person so that you can ask them and they answer every question that you have because they understand everybody's goals, everybody's portfolio, everybody's retirement account is different. So they shouldn't be treated like they're all the same. That's what makes Augusta Precious Metals uh, so unique as a company. You can call them and you can sit down with them and do a one-on-one web conference. And you can also get the free investor's guide on gold. They'll answer your questions and talk to you about how to protect your hard-earned dollars by using gold in your IRA or your 401k. The number, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Or online at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com or 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Senator, I want to also move to one other subject real quick that I think is obviously an important one. Uh, and that is to give an update on, on what's going on now with impeachment. Uh, we've seen the House committee is going to vote on impeachment. Uh, the House Speaker Mike Johnson says the White House is uh, impeding the investigation to President Joe Biden. And the next step will be a vote to formalize an impeachment inquiry. This also, uh, as Fox News is reporting, that Hunter Biden received $250,000 wires originating in Beijing with a beneficiary address listed as Joe Biden's home. 
This is all about, the, as the House Oversight Committee put it, the Biden's influence peddling and, and what they have been doing. This vote, Senator, is a very important vote, and it's also going to give Republicans more power. Explain why this vote is important to happen now. Well, the House has scheduled the vote today. Uh, it is a vote on a resolution formalizing the impeachment inquiry into President Biden. And, and previously, the House had not scheduled that vote because it wasn't clear that they had the votes to pass it. And, and so Kevin McCarthy, when he was speaker, he didn't schedule it because it looked like the votes weren't there. What, what, what Republicans are telling the press, at least, is it looks like the votes are there. And so a number of the Republicans who are in blue districts that Biden carried are, are now moving forward. So, for example, Mike Garcia in California said, quote, there is enough substantiation to move forward and, quote, the executive branch made clear they're not going to cooperate with the inquiry unless we formalize it. So let's formalize it. Uh, another one, Mark Molinaro, who's a Republican from New York, again in a district Biden carried, said, quote, Congress has every responsibility to provide oversight. There are serious questions of impropriety. The White House and the president have yet to comply with requests for information and subpoenas, adding that he is, quote, inclined to support the, the measure. And, an, and another Republican in, from New York, again, in a, in a district, and in fact, the, the most Democrat-leaning district of, of any Republican, Anthony Desposito, said, said that he will vote to authorize the inquiry. And so what we are hearing is the, the votes are there. It's scheduled for a vote today. And, and, and the, the resolution directs the House Oversight, Judiciary, and Ways and Means Committees to, quote, continue their ongoing investigations as a part of the existing House of Representatives inquiry into whether sufficient grounds exist to impeach Biden. And, and so formally voting this for this is a significant step forward, and, and I'm glad they're going to do that. I hope they pass it, and, and we will discuss uh, on the next verdict w what happens when the vote happens later today. Don't forget, you can listen to the show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, plus our week in review on Saturdays. Uh, make sure if you're listening on Apple, you check and hit that follow button if you're listening on an iPhone right now as the algorithms have changed uh, or whatever, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also, something really cool, we just put up a full episode on Twitter, or I should say on X now, you can now watch on X the entire video pod that we put out. It's on YouTube as well. We put it up on Facebook, but it's also now on X. Uh, we did that on uh, yesterday for the, the, this uh, episode that came out on Monday. It's really cool to see a lot of you guys get to interact with that. So make sure you check that out if you haven't as well. Also, on those in-between days, don't forget, I will keep you updated with what's going on in the world with the Ben Ferguson podcast. So make sure you subscribe or download the Ben Ferguson podcast as well. And the Senator and I will see you back here on Friday morning. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hi, I'm Ben Ferguson. Inflation is eating away at your purchasing power, risking your savings and future legacy. Now, with more taxes and an unsustainable national debt and the push for central bank digital currencies, financial freedom is at stake. If you have 50000 or more in retirement savings, you may be at risk. Freedom Gold USA is here to help you preserve and protect your wealth with physical gold and silver. Act now. Call them 1-800-655-8843 or visit freedomgoldusa.com slash Ben to see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. That's 1-800-655-8843 or freedomgoldusa.com slash Ben.